So how did you get started with Taste of a 901? So I started, um, I was just telling Tony, it'll be five years in February. Um, so I sat on the idea for a while. And the crazy part of why I started my blog is because I really hated living in Memphis at the time, <laughs> which is crazy. But I was like, I can't leave it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to become a tourist in my own city and just start exploring instead of, you know, being negative mm. about something I can't change right now. Yeah. And so I literally just created an Instagram page, um, started going, looking for places like people don't know about. And it's really just been taking off like... It's been fun. I've met a lot of cool people, discovered so many hidden gems in the city, and some that's not even new. Like, they've been here for decades. And <laughs> people are like, where do you find this stuff? And sometimes this stuff finds me. Like, <laughs> I am a person, when I'm driving, I'm looking around for stuff. And I'll, like, be in the car with some friends sometimes, and I'll see a hidden gem. And I'm like, I bet y'all never noticed that place right there. They're like, no, because you're just looking straight when you're driving. But I look around, mm. like looking for places. Well, you know, one thing that's taken off, and I, and I love the fact that it's taken off, is the food trucks. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, just say that you have a great idea or a great product of something and you just don't have, you know, opening a brick-and-mortar restaurant is, like, nowadays it's like a oh. million dollars, I heard. Mm. That's if you're like building it from ground up and stuff. And like, if you have a badass tamale, you know, like you don't, you may not have a million dollars right away, but you probably save right. and get there eventually. Like uncle, you know, like, um, what is the food truck? Um, they have the tamale truck. Yeah, no, 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 no. They have like, it's a, uh, they have like them all over Memphis. They're all over the city. They, they own the uncle Gyro's. Yeah, tacos and ganas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like them, yeah, you know, right? he's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, so, uh, like, he started with this one, I think it was off Perkins. And, you know, now he's all throughout the city. He has sitting, like, dining. You can sit there and eat in the springtime, in the fall. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm not sitting outside in the summertime, but, like, it's available <laughs> then, too. But, like, you know, he um, he saved and, you know, he like about him he's gotten some really bad rap lately but i think it was taken out of context of what he said in an interview about have you heard about this Where, yeah I did. yeah like you know so let's not even talk I mean, but like it's like now this is an immigrant that's you know helping other immigrants come over and get papers and stuff like you know like after their visas and it's like you know while they while they have their visas and stuff he's not just bringing illegal immigrants and keeping them illegal you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. For somebody that didn't want to talk about it, you're still talking about it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you not like Memphis originally? And are you not originally from here? I am. I'm from Memphis. And I, so like I grew up with my dad. He's instilled like in us, like an entrepreneur mindset and to get out of Memphis, like when we graduated high school. And it's a lot of, simple-minded people here who don't think like um who aren't business savvy and so they only think about Memphis they never think about getting outside of Memphis and I hated that mm -hmm. 
And a lot of Memphians complain about Memphis. And so being around negativity, like everybody always saying, oh, I hate Memphis. Like, and so I decided to, I have a lot of friends who live in different states though. And I was telling them my complaints about Memphis. And then they were telling me they had the same complaints where they live. So I was like, okay, so it's not just Memphis. So it doesn't matter if I move, I'm still going to have these same issues. So we, you just have to create your, maybe your own reality, so to say, so to speak. And when I <clears throat> started my blog, I started meeting other bloggers who I didn't even know, like, existed in Memphis. This whole new group of Memphians, like, <laughs> and creatives. And I was like, wow, I found my people. Like, <laughs> so it's not that, it's just sometimes we are, around the wrong people or you know when you're a child you only go where your parents take you mm -hmm. and so as an adult you have to you know find your group of people um outside of the norm so like we went to, out to eat a lot as a kid but we weren't going to like some of these locally owned spots that's been around since before i was born and so um when I started exploring that for myself and meeting people I didn't even know existed in Memphis, like all different types of bloggers besides food bloggers, like I was like, wow, I'm meeting artists. Um, Memphis has so many dope people here and creative people here. Like, and I just started to love it. And so when I started posting about the, my experiences here and the feedback I was getting, positive feedback I was getting people like okay you make Memphis look good let me start exploring then and so it feels good that I'm able to highlight the positive side of Memphis because the media only shows the negative things and my friends out of town they always like oh y'all always on first 48 and I'm like y'all have crime too they just don't talk about it. like everybody always wants to talk about the bad part of Memphis so I wanted to make Taste of the 901 to show the good side of Memphis. Like, and I always say, like, it's more than barbecue, too. Like, we have so many different types of cuisines and cultures here. So, I just wanted to make a platform to highlight that. Yeah, it's really, excuse me, it's um, <laughs> Memphis isn't the problem, it's the mindset that the problem is. Exactly. And you have to create your own, um, you have to create your own like vision of what you want. Cause like you said, mm -hmm. like you can go anywhere and it'd be bad, but if you mm -hmm. get around the right people or have people with a positive energy, then more than likely your experience is going to be so much better. And yep. that's so true. Like you said about like the, the, with the news shows, because fear is currency and that's how mm -hmm. they make their money off ad dollars. And if people are always afraid, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be cleaned up in Memphis. But like you said, there is a lot of good here too. And that's mm -hmm. what needs to be highlighted more. So yep. that's awesome that you have a page that gives that kind of vehicle to show the good light of Memphis. Yeah, thank you. Have you done any like, um, <clears throat> like with like, have you done any like um, group tours with people? Like you take people to different places in Memphis or anything like that? Yeah, I have. And what's crazy, I sat on the idea for years about doing food tours. And so, um, I finally, in February 2020, 
I did a soft lunch for my business to start doing food tours. And so I did two of them. Then boom, pandemic happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? So, you know, restaurants shut down or we're only doing curbside. And so um, I had to shut my business down because um, of that. And I was like, man, that's why you shouldn't just sit in fear and sit on your ideas because I sat on my idea for years and then launch it. But at least, you know, if I would have did it before a year before the pandemic started, I could at least, you know, got a year of experience doing food tours. And but now, you know, I sat on it and I started it literally two weeks before the pandemic happened. So I hated that. What was the reason why you sat on it? Fear. Like um I just sit on so many ideas and I have it. Um and also I don't want people to think like I'm stealing their stuff. Um because there are like other people that do food tours, but I shouldn't have let that stop me because you know I had the idea too. And I didn't even know it was a thing in Memphis because I wasn't exposed to it yet. So I was like, until I started blogging, I'm like, oh, there's other people that do this stuff. I I never knew. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think there's like any original ideas. I think we all have parallel ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just like somebody that started McDonald's and then the Burger King. They're like, oh, there's already a burger place. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, there's enough people that you can spread the wealth. That everybody right. can eat, you know. So that's mm-hmm. awesome that you were able to get past your fear and and do what you wanted to do. I mean, look at you today. You're five years in on it. Thank so you. That's huge. <laughs> I, I just heard the tail end of what Tony was saying earlier was about um, just keep on doing it and consistency with it, you know. Like I said, that's so true. If I would, you know, that's on every, any anything in life. If you just stick with it, it change will happen while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's, sometimes it's easy to get discouraged or uh, want to quit. <laughs> but like you said, you just don't know what's on the other side of quit. And you uh-huh. might as well try to figure out what's on the other side of quit because you know what quitting feels like for most of us. We've uh-huh. all quit something in some shape or form. Sometimes it's a good thing to quit. Sometimes you have to pivot and then do something else. But if it's something you're truly passionate about, I think you should just try to go forward and see what the momentum will take you. Yeah. So what exactly does a tour consist of? So I picked three uh, restaurants. I didn't even tell the, my guests where we were going. I arranged everything with the restaurants. I picked out what we were going to eat. And we did a walking tour in Midtown. So I, um, we, had, we met up at a meeting. We met at a meeting spot. And then I gave them hints like where we were going so I was like okay this is like New Orleans style does anybody think they know where we're uh, going by you no oh I th- oh I'm sorry you weren't asking us I'm sorry you were telling us the clues you're giving them I'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> my bad my bad my bad <laughs> but you can guess it wasn't by you though <laughs> it you said it's in Midtown mm-hmm. um how long ago was this? Oh, uh, what's this that place a- next to? Uh, fuck, I, can't, I I know exactly because it moved. It used to be like behind. 
Why am I drawing a blank yeah, in this man. play? <laughs> it doesn't start with a B. Beignets? No. Oh, that's downtown. Uh-uh. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, Give yeah, us yeah, one more clue. Give us oh, one more wait, clue. Wait. He already said Bayou, didn't he? Yeah. Give oh, us that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking about. Give us, give us all the clues you gave them. Uh, look, this was in 2020, so I got to remember. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just tell us. You can just tell us. Okay, it was second line. Oh, oh, I would never guess that. Yeah, but that, that is, is true. Yeah. And a lot of it's so, it's like it's right there in your face, but it's also a hidden gem in the cut. It's one of those, if you know, you know spots. Yeah, because I never knew where it was until Tony told me that's where we were going to brunch one day. I was like, where's that at? He's like, <laughs> it's literally across from like, it's like right around the corner from uh, Lafayette or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, I didn't had no, I've always heard about the place being <laughs> phenomenal, Kelly English, you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And like you said, I probably drove past it 10,000 times on that yes. part of Cooper and just never put it together. <laughs> yeah. And so, and also, I didn't tell them, like, what we were eating because I, look, my specialty is making us step outside of our box and you're going to eat something that you would order on your own. And so I knew the people on my tour personally. And so I ordered stuff like crawfish and things I know they wouldn't order. (laughs) And it was so good. They really enjoyed it. And they even told me, they was like, yeah, I definitely would have ordered this if I came. But I'm glad you picked out everything. Like, it was so good and fun. Um, And I didn't want to give them, tell them where we were going because I didn't want them to be able to look up reviews and find something they didn't like. Like, mm -mm. (laughs) I'm going to take care of everything when we eat. So we went there. Then um, we went to Babalu. Even though that's a um, chain, um, sometimes chains have their own feel still, like in different cities. Oh, yeah, true. And so we went there, and then we had ramen at Robata. And for most of them, there was their first time trying ramen. So, And they loved it. So I was very happy to get everybody out of their comfort zone and just try different things. Have you found that like a lot of people don't want to try sushi because they think it's just raw fish? Yes. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I eat just about everything. So I'm always like, y'all, it's not raw. Like, please eat it. I love sushi. Yeah. My friend was telling me this the other day about sushi. Like he's their, their, their kids will not eat sushi. And I was like, why? Y'all eat the shit out of it. Like, I just figured you eat what your parents eat, you know, kind of right. thing. He's like, no, like, we, me and her have to go by ourselves to get sushi and stuff. I'm like, damn. It's probably cheaper. <laughs> they should be thankful to kids. Right. <laughs> but I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like, when I was growing up as a kid, we ate what my mom made. Or if we went yeah. somewhere, which was, you know, whatever, like, we, my parents ordered or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't mm-hmm. really Oh, I'll have I'll have this off the menu and that for dessert. Thank you. You know, not like none of that shit. Do you That's like funny. Do you like steak? Mm-hmm. How I do you like your steak eaten. cooked? Um, like a medium well. Now, have you found a lot of people like it well done on your tours? Um, I have always heard a lot of people say well done, but now within the recent years, more people are open to getting 
something other than well done. (laughs) Yeah, because like my friend, her and her husband, they refuse to eat anything that's not well done. What do you get, Tony? Medium rare. I'm like, why do you want to burn your piece of meat? And I've also heard. (laughs) I've also heard like that you can get cancer from eating um, well done meat like that. So it's it's like. I mean, for one, you're ruining the piece of meat. It's like this poor animal died. And then two, it's like you're going to you don't get the real taste. And then you're probably going to eat it with ketchup. You know, you're just a savage person. (laughs) Walk me down the walk me down the scale of this because I don't eat meat. You know, I've never had I'm vegetarian. Uh, Well, you said you get medium rare. So that that means pink. I think you can see pink in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So then then well done is the far end of the spectrum where it's like it's fully cooked. Okay. Sometimes like dark brown. Or is brown. Okay, it's brown. It's black sometimes. Like some places, I've had well done and it wasn't burnt sometimes, but most places will literally burn it and it's like black, not brown. It's black. And <laughs> I mean, if they burn it, they're doing it right, I guess. I mean, it is well done. So you really can't complain when it comes to you. What, what place in Memphis has the best sake? Oh. So I don't really go out and just eat steak, but I hear that side porch in Bartlett has really good steak. I've never even heard of side porch before. That's the one on, on Stage Road, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I um I drove past there a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I, and I just <laughs> and because I was I was following somebody to go help them one of their accounts, and uh, I was like. And then I looked it up. I was like, damn, this place got like all kinds of good reviews. Mm-hmm. But it's in Barclay, though. Ugh, it's in Barclay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of people also say that um, Porch and Parlor steak is really good in Midtown. Yeah, we went there for the first time last year. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never got a full steak. I got the steak egg rolls, and those are phenomenal. Like... <laughs> So I'm sure, look, the steak by itself is good. I want to go back because they have, they do like a table side thing where they cook the steak in front of you with the, uh, it's the appetizer where they do the deviled eggs and steak and they cook it in front of you. So it looks like a really cool experience. Oh, I didn't know they did that. That's what I'm for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking at your page and then I realized that my friend has sent me your page last year. And mm-hmm. it was actually for, um, I think it's a place by 201 Poplar. Mm-hmm, the genre. Yeah, yeah. She had sent me that. I was like, oh, that place looks nice, but we never end up going. What is it called? The or, genre. And what do they serve? Oh, my God. <laughs> they do. They have a really good brunch. Um, they're known for their uh, catfish. Like, it's so good. And they have a 201 sauce. Um or you can do like I went for brunch like two weeks ago and got the catfish and grits. It was amazing. Like you definitely need to go there. How long has that been and around for? They just opened last year. So it's been a year, I think. Okay. Yeah, I distinctly but remember her sending me that video. Yep, it's another hidden spot because it's like of course people trying to avoid to a one popular as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so but they and it's called the genre, so they have a really good playlist going all the time. Um, and the the twins that own it, they're DJs, so they're into music. So it's the really cool concept. <clears throat> is it 
I know maybe the food's not the same as, is it kind of like sage like with the cool ass vibe and stuff? Yeah, except it's really dark in there. Like sage is right. Know, yeah. yeah. The genre is dark in there. Um, but it's a really cool spot to go at night or for brunch. And they do breakfast and lunch too through the week. So I've never been for that time, but people who work downtown should definitely check it out on their lunch breaks and stuff. So how do you set up a tour? So I I haven't done one since 2020. So I've thought about getting back into it. Um, but I only got to do maybe two tours. And it was people who um, just messaged me about it. Or it was like people who knew me. So I just set it up for them. Oh, and okay. I, did a, I was their tour guide. So. It was fun. The other tour wasn't, a, I didn't do a food tour. It was the, um, I called it a curated experience tour because we did more than food. Um, I just planned a girls' day outing for my mom and her friends. And I picked out like what they were going to do. So we went to brunch, um, we went axe throwing, and we went. Cause none of them had that, did that before, so I wanted to do something like out of the ordinary. <laughs> um, and we did what else did we do? We went to Bell Tower. No, not Bell Tower. Um, City and State Coffee Shop in Broad. Um, Broad. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I did um, goodie bags for all of them, and it was fun. So I want to get back into doing stuff like that i need to <laughs> so what do you do when you want to highlight a business do you contact them first or you just show up and then say hey i have a blog that i want to you know taste your food and let the city know about it, or people on the internet know about it it's a mixture so places reach out to me to come in and do a review i reach out to them sometimes and sometimes i go in and they, I don't even tell them I'm a blogger. I, Because I want, you know, if they know you're a blogger, they will try to do special treatment sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I want to get like a genuine and like an authentic experience for my um, followers. So yeah. sometimes they don't even know that I'm a blogger when I come in. Now, have you ever went into a place and they didn't know who you were and then you got some less than perfect service? And then once they found out who you were, they wanted to try to fix it. But they should have done that as just in general because you're a human. Right. Um, let me think. Hmm. I mean, I everybody do. has bad days. I get that. Right. But you shouldn't mistreat think, people. Exactly. I don't think I've had that, but I have had where they're like, oh, you're a blogger. And then they do the most for me. (laughs) So, but I don't think I've had, I can't even think, I can't think off top anyways. Like, if. Would you, would you blog about um, like getting treated badly at a restaurant? Like somebody like, you know, they were just dickheads the whole entire time. Or would you just like, you know what, not even bring it up. So I have, um, oh, let let me go back to the last question okay this was not too long ago so i went to a place they didn't know i was a blogger 
but they didn't know that I knew the owner. Like I had already told him that I was coming, but um, he told me to let him know, like he's not there for the day, thanks, you know, stuff. So he wanted me to know, let him know, like how was everything, how they treat me, and they were rude. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah, and I'm like, you never know who's coming. Like, what if I was um, Gaffieri or you know. Yeah. In incognito. Like, you don't know who I am. <laughs> you don't know I got your owner on speed dial. And he, if I tell him something, he's gonna like, you know, take care of it. So um they treated me wrong. Um and I called an order in. They were rude on the phone. So then I came in, they were rude. Um then they got my stuff wrong. <laughs> um, Damn. Right. And so, um, I was like, so I, I didn't even tell them I was a blogger still. They just knew. I mentioned like, um, the owner. And so then like they fixed my stuff. Like it was a turnaround. Like they apologized for everything, but they still didn't know I was a blogger. And so, Yeah. <laughs> It was, but they knew I knew the owner. That's all they knew. So that would be enough, even if I wasn't a blogger. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, she might too. <laughs> well, it sucks. And like, you know, when somebody like the owner of that restaurant you're talking about, you know, spends all their life building that place up to whatever it is. And you got some people mm-hmm. that you think are representing your brand, you know, fully, mm-hmm. but obviously no one is going to rep your brand as much as you, the owner of the brand, right? But right. you think you have people that are helping you gain more new customers and near the this is happening instead. Mm. Yep. Like imagine if you were a tourist and you that was your service, you're gonna automatically think that's Memphis restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it sucks and it's hard trying to find people who will, you know, represent your brand well. So what other uh, creatives have you collabed with? Um, let's see. So let's see, let's see who have I collabed with. So I was last year. I was uh, ambassador for Black Restaurant Week, like the official one. Mm. Um, and that was like amazing because they're like verified on Instagram, and that was cool. Um. I've been, then I created a group for Memphis bloggers. Um, And so every month I'll plan us to meet up and we get to hang out and get to know other bloggers and creatives in the city. Um, So that's been cool doing that. Um, Some of the people like in that group is Camille Unlimited, Plug 901, um, The Price of Wings, um, Tico, um, Unapologetically Memphis. Um, it's a lot of us in the group. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, What's the group called? Um, it's called Memphis Influencers. Like, it's our group chat. And oh, so, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. It's not like a. So, we, I created it and just as a way for Memphis bloggers to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And so, that's been fun. 
So what do you do in the chat? Like you just talk about like new places that are popping up or where to go or. No. So we plan a meetup once a month just for us to get to know each other. Okay. Cause like a lot of us follow each other on social media, but don't know each other personally sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like last year is when I started it. And so um, whoever can make it and I add people to the group constantly. So whoever can make it for this month, we get to meet other creatives in the city. Now, so, do you believe it sounds like you do, but you believe in strength and numbers? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Cause there's so many people. It seems that they just want to hoard everything for themselves. Like we mentioned earlier, like they're like, you know, you're doing this, so I can't do this or I don't mm-hmm. want you doing it because I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I think those people may win in the short term, but long term, you're not going to be sustainable. I right. think you need other people. Like if I said it before, <laughs> you can't be Rambo. You know, you need a you need a whole army behind you of people, especially yeah. like minded people and people that are trying to do good things, positive things for the city. Because we've had Marcus from Unapologetically Memphis on here, mm-hmm. and you know he's definitely trying to you know shift the culture. Yeah, the, the idea yeah. of what Memphis is. You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, even like yesterday, I saw that he showed something I hadn't heard. I mean, I don't watch the news, but it didn't even hit my radar. Apparently, there's like some serial killer here in Memphis. What? Yes. And I was like, yes, what, is, exactly. what, what is going on? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, because I guess some, they're shooting people in the head and then they're burning them. But mm-hmm. I guess it's hang, it's happening in areas that aren't desirable, uh, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote desirable. So that's why it's not getting the real traction. Well, right. do you remember, you guys remember when the, the I don't even know what it was, like the people all ran into the Kroger on in Quince. I mean, not Quince, but uh, Papa Plaza. And then all the people around that, that area were like, oh, my God, all this crime. All of a sudden, when it came to their doorstep, they were paying attention to it. But when it was happening. Oh, oh the, no, that, that happened outside the flash mob. Oh, OK. Yeah. And like, I didn't even hear about that. Well, this, this was is like, a long time ago. This is like 2014, 2015. <clears throat> And like, you know, until until something like what Tony just said, what the serial killer happens, like in say like East Memphis, like the Brookhaven mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. you're not going to hear much about it. Right. You know, because like I, I follow a lot of pages like Unapologetic in Memphis and stuff like that. And that's the only time I saw it. I didn't even know about it until I saw that because I don't right. like I don't watch Channel 5. I don't watch any news except if my feed on my Facebook, you know, which then mm-hmm. I have to question whether it's true or not, unless it's actually from like Action News 5 or Fox 13 or whatever. Yeah. Yep, it's sad. Um, and people really don't care until it affects them. Yeah, that's the problem with people. It's like, I think we're all good, but like sometimes we get in our own bubble. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your own bubble, you don't realize what else is going on outside your bubble. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then you see something happen, you're like, what? <laughs> it's like that thing that you just said, you know, like, where I'm living. And it's just uh-huh. like, you know, you should want the best for anybody that's a human, you know, or anybody, right. that, anything that's breathing. Um, that's unfortunate that, you know, stuff like that is not highlighted and that those people are being killed by some maniac. Right. But the uh, the MPD is just right now, it's, you know, like when you work for a company and the morale is really low, that's where MPD is. Like, no matter what they try to do, I think, like, 
they try to hire more officers. They don't like only a few of them, like out of 50 in the class, only like 30 graduate because whether they can't pass a certain test or the shooting test or the, you know, whatever it is like in order to get us back in the crime under control, I think we're going to have to like, maybe, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe lower the standard of the, of the, some of these tests just to get uh, soldiers on the ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, their morale is super low and, you know, they don't even, even the higher up ones, they don't even want to be cops anymore because they just keep on getting bad tan because of a few bad apples, you know, all cops are bad. Mm-hmm. And like, I made a post about that, you know, that lady that was having the affairs with all those police officers um, mm-hmm. while she was married since like 2018 or something like that. And one of my cop buddies got on there and is like, this is a disgrace to anybody that wears a uniform. I mean, I'm just like, bro, this has been going on forever. Like, it's not right. new. Like, cops be fucking on the clock all the time. <laughs> yes. But I don't know why it's such a big deal all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> no, I was talking about the police, like how, you know... I don't even know. It, it, it went along. Neither do we. <laughs> no, it went along with the conversation. So he's like, I'm, I don't think it did. I'm following the conversation. I don't know where that came from, man. That was like completely left field. Does it have to do with her food tours? Or her blood? I mean, I think she's just as confused as I was, but she's nice. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. He was talking about the police morale and then it went to that because that's the most recent thing about the police. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I can find another article (laughs) that would have been a little bit more justice to those people than that. True, true. Okay, bad, bad, bad uh, example. Oh, man. I'm going to start creating a log of all your bad examples. (laughs) Well, that's going to be the whole podcast then. So what is your, uh, what are your future goals? So I always said that I want to do, I want to be like Guy Fieri and <laughs> do um, basically what he does, but with a twist mm. um, and just have a show on Food Network. Um, I want to do like a mini version starting like probably on YouTube. So I'm looking for a team to you know get that started <clears throat> now let me ask um, you a question why mm-hmm. does that guy get such a bad rap like i used to see all these memes about how like he was a douchebag and all this other stuff and i'd never watched the show before but i knew who he, who he was you know you know he's very mm-hmm. he's very recognizable with his hair and the glasses and the shirts that he wore or whatever but then like during the pandemic i heard like he helped out like businesses that were closed then I started watching that Diners, Drives, and Dive, whatever it is, the Triple D. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the the Grocery Games. Guys, Grocery game, And I'm like, this guy seems like a legit person. So I don't get why all the hate. I mean, I understand, like, online people are probably sad inside themselves, so they want to shit on somebody else. <laughs> right. But he just seems like a good person. Like, I don't get I don't get the hate. I And I have never really seen any negative things about him. Like... Um, the only thing I've seen where they're like, 
you can tell when he doesn't like the food because he doesn't eat it anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> he never says no. I don't like this, you know. But he's yeah, you're right. right. And, I, and so I'm like, okay, does he? Is he lying? Like, <laughs> and so that's the only thing. But I've never heard anything bad about him. Yeah, um, it's like like I say, it's just like a bunch of memes I've seen that just making fun of him, which I don't I don't uh, get. Like I'm just like you know, there's no need for that, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've never started, but now that you mentioned, I'm probably gonna start seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, he seems like a solid person. I mean, he didn't have to help those people out during the pandemic. I think they said he raised like twenty million dollars or something yeah. like that, well, which is insane, you know. But like I said, every single and then like his show highlights so many people's businesses. Like that's a huge commercial those people could never afford. Like oh, right. these, yeah, yeah, for like sure. One of our friends, he was on there when he had his restaurant. And he said, like, they came and they're like, um, you better print some T-shirts out and get some stuff made, you know, because you're going to have the Friari effect or whatever. And he's like, oh, whatever. Mm. You, what are you talking about? And sure enough, people were trying to get, like, shirts, you know, his his restaurant. But, oh, shit, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, like, stuff like that, like, is dope. And giving these local businesses a platform, um. And some of them can't afford marketing or don't have a huge budget for it. And yeah. so that's why it's important for us bloggers. Like we are the Memphis bloggers are, you know, putting it on. And then Memphis is in the, you know, the world's face right now because the Grizzlies are doing so well. We have big Memphis rappers blowing up, like the new wave of Memphis rappers. So Memphis is like on the map right now and so tiktok and instagram bloggers like we're showing like the places to eat in memphis um you hear people complain about their cities not having good food and so when we post this stuff it makes people because i have people who don't even live in memphis who follow me Mm. so like this i'm like we're doing our job of making memphis look good um showing the good stuff about it um so that's making people want to visit here. Yeah, you're so right about the advertising part, because like I said, you can see your video that possibly would not get the traction if the person just posted on their own or just did like an ad or something like a local ad. And I think a lot of businesses are not realizing the beauty of the Internet. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, look how imp- important the Internet is right now. We're having a conversation that we met because of online, which is Instagram. Yeah, true. <laughs> You know, and then like, so that's, you could, you know, get a meal out of it or get something, but that, if it pops, it pops. You never know what video is just going to pop off and go viral. And that can set those people off for like a lifetime, essentially. Exactly. That is really cool y'all are doing that. And also like, I've made our group so we can really have like, talk about some, the business side of blogging too, because we also need the restaurants to recognize, which they do recognize the um, impact we have when we review their places. We send thousands of people, <laughs> thousands of Memphians to their restaurant because of what we post on our page. Yeah. So the business side of blogging is we need the restaurants to understand, like, this not going to always be for free. Mm. Like, <laughs> you and for me like i 
I call myself an OG now because it's been five years. So like <laughs> at the beginning of my <clears throat> blogging journey, I was fine with doing things free or for a free meal. But look, inflation, you got to pay us. <laughs> 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 You got to pay to play. You know, gas is high. Like, if I don't live by the place, then that's my time. And then creating content is not easy. Like, people don't understand until they become content creators that, oh, it's not just pictures and going video. Like, this is hard trying to create reels and TikToks. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, a free meal isn't going to do it. Like, you got to pay. <laughs> yeah, you got to be compensated for your time because that's something you can't get back. <laughs> right. Have you guys thought about, or I'm sure maybe you have already, um, going to like the city of Memphis and like as a group, like, you know, all y'all or however many you have in your little personal group or your text message group and like, hey, look, we're bringing all this shine to Memphis. How about you give us some money from the city's budget? Because we're we're making the city look so good with all our posts and stuff and our pages. See, look, we need to talk about that. Because I have been trying to figure out, like, who I need to talk to yeah, exactly about stuff like that. Um, but I definitely want to be, like, a Memphis ambassador, like, because <laughs> I rip it. And, like, I want to do partnerships with the Grizzlies and all types of stuff. So I'm really trying to figure that one out, like, because I do feel like that's a great idea and they should back us because they're building all of these hotels because they're trying to get Memphis to be a spot where we can have the um what is it the NBA um, all-star game yeah the yeah. all-star game and so I want to be that person like that point of contact where okay we have all these people coming to Memphis reach out to taste like taste of 901 will be a you know one of your main sources for Memphis. So like I can, I want to get hired to do things like that, like their tours. Cause people, that's going to bring so many people to the city. So I really want to do things like that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I just feel that you guys are doing all the work for like the, all of that and not getting any of the, oh, you know, the city's making all the tax money off the taxes that everyone pays at the restaurants and stuff. Like there's gotta uh-huh. be some kind of, I have no idea how to approach it, but like, there's gotta be some kind of like, you know, trickle down for you guys or, you know, like, Hey, you guys have all these great pages. So content creator, like there should be like a something for Memphis content creators where they can earn money for showing the good of mm-hmm. Memphis. Yeah. I see. I've thought about making like a, um, social media agency type thing. Um, but <clears throat> it might be for more than Memphis, but, um something like that like my brain is full of ideas my notes in my phone are full of ideas yeah <laughs> so it's like i just gotta figure out or need help finding who is this person i should talk to about things like that do you know um milton he owns uh link up memphis mm-hmm. and then the, what is it leah gaffini I think that's how you say her name. They used to work together, but now she does something with tourism or they both did something with tourism. But I think that's the thing. I think it's going to be people that are younger that have mm-hmm. fresher ideas 
because I think a lot of the old way has been going on too long. Uh-huh. So I think there needs to be new blood. And then because, I mean, you have to evolve. You can't always be like, OK, this is how we've always done it. We're going to always do it this way. You got to right. change with the times and everything is going more digital. So it's like, uh-huh. why not look at other advertising? I even saw Gary Vee post the other day. He's like, like, you can have like a three hundred dollar meal, which everybody's going to enjoy a three hundred dollar meal. But you can also have like a five hundred dollars, a five dollar sandwich. And it's going to be just as delicious and, and satisfying. And he said that he was equating that to like advertising. Everybody thinks you got to be on commercials. You got to have like a million dollar commercial on NBC or ABC or whatever. But then he's like, you can have like a three hundred to three thousand dollar commercial on TikTok. That's just as good. But these people, upper these upper head people, they'll always think that, you know, just because the price is more, it's better. And it's not Mm -hmm. always the case. Exactly. (laughs) But now a lot of brands are realizing like with influencer marketing, they are spending less on advertising. And so they are paying influencers to do their things because the influencer is going to use their phone to shoot this mini commercial (laughs) on TikTok and Instagram for them and send over that content. Mm -hmm. And brands are realizing now like oh this saves us money on having to hire a media team when influencers influencers can do it for them and sometimes i think the influencer video is way better than the overproduction video because sometimes i'll see a commercial on tv i'm like how did this pass the board (laughs) and i'm like it's not cheap what they're doing and i'm sure it's not (laughs) dumb people that are run this business but it's just like (laughs) It's like we don't live in the 50s anymore, like with these commercials right. that they're doing. And everybody is buying like like every, most people don't have cable anymore to even watch commercials. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is using apps like Netflix and Hulu. Mm-hmm. And they even have if you pay more, you can buy the one that doesn't have commercials at all. So Yeah. <laughs> so your commercial on TV won't get seen probably. <laughs> No, there's no way that a commercial on TV is going to be viewed as something that's on Instagram or TikTok. I mean, there's videos on, I don't know if they're inflated numbers, but videos on Instagram and TikTok have like millions of views. I posted a video on the link up page that's not even my video. This guy made a charcuterie board that looks like a penis. It got, it has like 3 million views on that one video. (laughs) And I posted that like a couple of months ago and still people watching the video and resharing it. Yeah. That's insane. He's just in your couture board. <laughs> I mean, but it's just crazy. Like, you know, like how the, the algorithm can just make certain things pop off. And I don't know what it is about some things. But sometimes I'm sure you felt this before. Like, oh, man, this is going to be a banger. This is going to get so many views. But oh. <laughs> and then some of you don't think about you're going to post just because you're posting and it takes off. But that right. goes back to the consistency thing, though. Like you mm-hmm. always have to be constantly posting. So when you post, are you posting the same time of day or how does your, your rhythm work? Um, so most times I will post my time to post is 7 PM. Well, that's, yeah, that's the time I choose 7 PM on whatever day it is that I'm going to post. Now, do you ever do like sponsored ads or you just do it all organically? Um, I've never done the sponsored ones. Yeah, because I know um, sometimes like you can get a little pop off a boosted post, but uh-huh. you know I, I feel is like it you worth should, it. It just depends on what you're trying to get. 
sometimes you'll get views, but you won't get followers by it. And that's what you mm-hmm. want. You want followers from it, not just views. Because yeah. if you get but, you get followers, they're going to be recurring looking at your content. Oh, because it yeah. pops up in their feed? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they might share it. That's how like, it is now. Apparently, like, shares and saves are the things on Instagram that get you more attention. What's yeah. a share? And I mean, like, what's, a, I get, what's a save? The little square button. The bookmark button. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite thing because that... um you know, you can make collections on Instagram, too. And so I have collections for different cities and countries I want to visit. When I see something come up from another country or a city, I'm like, oh, let me say this to the collection under Chicago, under mm. Aruba, like stuff like that. I'll save it under that collection. That's what that bookmark button is for. Now, is your goal with your page also, I know you said you want to do the Guy Fury thing, but do you, is that a thing too, where I know it's a taste of 901, uh, mm-hmm. but do you want to like also highlight other places or is it right now you're just concerned with Memphis? So I want to, and I'm going to highlight other places too. Um, so I have my personal Instagram, which I've been going back and forth and I'm like, I think I'm going to make that my page where I share like as me as a um a travel blogger. Okay. So because Taste of 901 will always like if I'm not gonna live in Memphis forever, but it's gonna always be home. I'm gonna always come back. So Taste of 901 is gonna remain um <laughs> uh, where you can get strictly, you know, Memphis content. Um I don't want it to be I want to keep that one strictly for Memphis so that because Memphians follow that page and mm, they don't, okay. I don't want them to come on there and get excited about a place and it's not even here. Yeah. So <laughs> if they want other stuff, they can go on my website <clears throat> and I make those like guides for other cities or countries, or they can go on my personal page and see where I recommend um, things. Now, would you ever do it where you have like other people in other cities underneath you? So it could be like taste of 615 or Taste of 305 or whatever. I've thought about that because when, which I know that when I move, I'm going to hire somebody to still run Taste of the 901. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember when I mentioned having a social media agency that um, will consist of other bloggers under that agency. Yeah, because that could be like just residual income mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. You're having people work for you while you're doing your own thing or, you know, focusing on your your show. Mm-hmm. So in like five years, I'm going to see you on Food Network. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Oh, we know her. We know her. Y'all, 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 y'all. Pause that shit. Pause that shit. Come here, y'all. I mean, you got to manifest that. You got to put it out there. So, I mean, it sounds like it's only a matter of time, you know, for you to just pop off like you want to pop off. Yeah. on a grander scale have, outside of Memphis. Yeah, and so I have this huh, a lot of content creators slash influencers, we are tired of social media, and so I really um, want to hire a social media manager, um, and I'm going to eventually, but I have this thing where I don't want to be famous because <laughs> I love my private life mm-hmm. and I don't want to just be like 
going somewhere and people just know me. So you like from, an- anonymity? Like it's, I go back and forth. I'm like, uh, to be, like the beginning of my blog, I was like, oh, I want to be like guy, but now I'm like, uh, it's still a constant battle. But if, when I talked to my mom about it, she was like, but even if you were on Food Network, that would be a different type of fame than if you're Beyonce. Like, mm. I'm sure God can go somewhere and not get bombarded by paparazzi and stuff. <laughs> but if it's Beyonce, that's not happening. Yeah. So she made me feel better about that. Like, I'm sure God doesn't have to have security, but Beyonce, she got to have security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sure. still want to be able to be a human and go to the yes. store. Like you hear about like Brad Pitt and all those people, like they can't even go to the mall or whatever. Something that we right. take for granted, mm-hmm. you know, but that, yeah, that and is a off. trippy because I don't think a human should be known by that many people. Right. <laughs> and people will think they know you because they follow you. Mm. Yeah, that is true. I mean, do you feel like you have an online persona that is you, but not a hundred percent you? Like maybe like an amplified version of you? Um, no. <laughs> like I pretty much. Mm, I don't think so, because I haven't really gotten on there like. As me, I want to do that more this year, like showing like how I really act, like versus just, you know, showing the pictures of food and stuff. Okay. Because I've always heard like people are like, especially some people that are extremely shy, but then they're very mm -hmm. famous and Mm -hmm. I think they get drained by having to be that all the time. Right. And I've really become like an introvert these days. And, um, People now, because of my blog, people think that I'm just always outside. And I'm like, y'all, I'll be in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell them, like, in my stories, I'm always like, people know what type of personality I have (laughs) because I be talking on my stories on Instagram. And I'm like, y'all, I don't be outside. I will post these restaurants and that's it. Like, I don't be outside like y'all think I do. But it's been cool, like, because um, for the longest, I didn't show my face because I didn't want restaurants to recognize me um, and give me a different type of treatment. And so maybe the last year or two, I've shown my face. And so people recognize me when I'm out there. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was on not on one day last year. Uh, me and my friends are out celebrating and like some of my followers came up to me a couple of times and they was like oh we follow each other let's take a picture and i'm like oh my god that is so cool <laughs> I, if i ever meet if i ever run into you i'm definitely gonna ask you for a picture excuse me uh, i just noticed you're done eating now uh can i have your picture please and your autograph i'll have a polaroid camera so you can sign the polaroid it's been so funny like i love meeting my followers though like out organically and but it's funny, like I'm like, oh my god, they asked for a picture. Am I famous? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so it's what are some fun. of the places in 2022 that were the top highlights of yours? And do you know any new places in 2023 that we should look forward to? 
2022. Let's see. Man. <laughs> Sometimes I forget places I go to because I go to so many. Um, let me think. <clears throat> so I would say for 2022, 350 Bake is 350 Bake. It's the underground dessert lounge. That video took off like so fast. Got so many views, likes, shares, and stuff. Um, and she just opened like maybe three months ago. And where is no, this I located? She, and what do they what do they do? Is it bakery? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's downtown, uh, right across from Court Square Park. Okay. It's the dessert speakeasy. So it's underground. Never heard of this. Dessert lounge. Yep. <laughs> that's why it's a speakeasy. So, yeah. Huh? No, I'm saying that's why it's a speakeasy. We haven't heard of it. Right. Unless you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's on the most re- my recent post. Um they opened in November, I think. Yeah, it was November. Wow. Okay. Um them um this food truck I went to that's at the um the agriculture center. No, what is it called? Agri-center? You know the uh, yeah, the agri center where they do the farmers market on Saturdays at yeah. that red barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that food truck. Uh, what is that man's name? Smoking Jays. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. I was like, this is amazing, and his stuff was unique, like. This man has smoked turkey tacos. I'm like, I ain't never had that. <laughs> he had fried macaroni on top of a shrimp burger. Like, it was so good and different. Like, even the way he prepared the stuff. And this um, is called Smoking Jays? Smoking mm-hmm. Jays food truck. So good. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that before either. Like so, this is the benefit of you having you on here. What time does the far, uh, farmers market go till at the Agri Center? Do you know? So that that one is all year, like even during the winter time. Is it every Saturday? I'm assuming. Uh, uh it's every Saturday. Yep. And from like eight, I think it's like eight to three. And then, what two or three places would you say are to look forward to this year? This year, I would say probably Ibis Memphis. Our buddy owns that one, actually. Hey, hey. Am I saying it right, Ibis? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Ibis. Mm -hmm. Okay, them. um, And go see Brad on Sundays. Brad on Sundays? Brad, our friend Brad does the brunch for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to go there. Um. For also, I think um, the place called the lobby. Oh, the lobbyist! Yeah, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. him and his girl. I think they are, they're opening that or running something like that. Jimmy and uh, uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, I've heard okay. it. I've well, heard look, y'all, nice. y'all got to connect this for sure. Oh, most definitely, I'll set um, you up with Thacker and with uh, Aaliyah because uh, okay, Thacker is at Ibis, and then uh, and Brad, like I said, can definitely take care of you. And then Jimmy and uh, Aaliyah are doing uh, the lobbyists, so yeah, I can definitely make that happen. 
cool. Thank you. And then, um, well, look, y'all know, have y'all heard about Ashtar Gardens? I'm two for three. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you're, yeah. Okay. Tony's bad. It was about a thousand. Oh, no, I don't know about <laughs> okay. that one. So maybe them. And what um, is it called? Ashtar Gardens. It's in Cooper Young. Um, <sighs> they just did a soft opening last weekend. Okay. Um, the grand opening, I think, is this month or next month. Huh. What, what kind of what kind of cuisine is it? So so far, I know it's like brunch um, type. Like I think it's just gonna be like a breakfast and brunch plot. Uh, spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, there's so. There is another place that's going to open inside of the University of Memphis Law School building, hmm. library. Um, there's a restaurant opening in there. So it'll the concept will be like um, novel and Libra Laurelwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that place, novel is the bookstore and it also has the restaurant. So, um that restaurant will be it was, it's that same concept. I went to go look at it um with the owner a couple weekends ago. That's nice right there. Have you been to that? What's it called? The caption? Uh, yeah, I partnered with them uh last year. We did a um staycation. How um, is that? It was so nice. Um I love my experience. Um that was like a sponsored thing too so i started a um staycation series for memphis because you know a lot of people don't like to travel in the winter time so i was like this is but you still want to get away sometimes so that was fun launching my staycation series with them um and then you get to get a pool pass to go to the hyatt um next door hyatt centric yeah okay but yeah, the caption is the really cool space. Um, aesthetically pleasing, um, great drinks, good food. Um, I loved my stadium. Like it was really nice. And so I'm looking forward to um partnering with some more hotels to continue my staycation series for Memphis. See, that's a good thing too, because that will definitely highlight for people that are coming looking to come here and don't want to do like an Airbnb or standard uh you know super eight motel or whatever it is or right (laughs) yeah because it'll help them so it helps the locals and people who are coming here as tourists yeah like to know what hotels are good to stay at because it seems like they're getting a lot of boutique hotels here now yes we are because what is that one the memphian canopy uh hotel Mm -hmm. napoleon arrive Um, yeah there's a bunch so that's awesome that they're that's other options that people can have. Have you stayed at that um, Bass Pro Shop Hotel yet? No, I want to so bad. <laughs> Art is really nice. It's like super, yes, super nice. I, it's super expensive. So I'm oh, like, y'all, yeah. please. <laughs> they definitely need to sponsor my stay. Like, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a billboard, like as you go in towards uh, Redbird Stadium on Union, you know, it says... It's, it's it's for the Big Cypress Lounge, you know. I mean Lodge, and it says uh-huh. um, cheapest rates of the year. Again, motherfucker, no one wants to stay there in the winter time. 
Look, so speaking of them, I finally conquered my fear and got on that elevator to go to the lodge up there. How is that? It was cool. Um, it's a restaurant up there and you can go out um, and look at the beautiful view of the bridge and sunset and stuff. So it was really cool. But the elevator ride, like we've had Bass Pro Shop for years here, mm-hmm. but I've always been scared to get on the elevator because they said like that's the tallest one in the. Yeah, like the tallest freestanding ho- I mean, elevator and, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I've heard that. Don't and they charge you to go up? Go up it or yes. something? <laughs> yes, they charge you too. And what's the charge? It's $10. Do you get a drink ticket with it also? Like for the bar? So. I feel like you did, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think when they first opened, they were giving, the, it was $10 and a drink ticket. Because I, I remember someone was like, dude, yeah. but you get a drink ticket with it. So it's pretty much like three bucks only to get Paying up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. I think but it was no, Darren that told me that. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. Because that was a couple of months ago when I went finally. But you say the view is worth the price. And the- yeah, especially if you're going to like eat there or get a cocktail or two and just go look out, stand out there. Now, isn't the Whataburger place in there also? In Bass Pro? Uh-uh. There's a... um. It's a no. It's called Wall Burgers. Wall Burgers. Yeah. Okay. I knew it started with a W. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't we have a Whataburger here now? We got two. Oh, three. We got three. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard that there might begin the In and Out here also. Nashville. The testing Nashville first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I went to I went to L.A. a couple of years ago, and these people tried to take me there, and I said no, and they got offended that I didn't want to eat <laughs> In and Out Burger. I don't wait you on that. I don't want to try that. Yeah, I just did. I was like, no, I'm good. They have food. We got we got Crystal. Okay. No, oh, no, we got Dixie Queen. Oh, that's right, Dixie Queen, Dixie Queen. <laughs> the one on Jumpin' John Parkway always so busy, man. All of them, but at least the one on Germantown Parkway is like the cleanest one. <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah. the speaker work? Huh? I always heard the speaker doesn't work at those places. <laughs> now, what's your favorite? Seafood places here in no particular order because we don't want to offend anybody. Like your top three. Um, I like Ocean Blue. Never heard of that. <laughs> you're, you're laming off so many places. This is the thing. I always say to people, like, I'll see some place. I'm like, we should go try that. And I'm going we end up going to the same places we always go to. No, y'all got to try the different places. So Ocean Blue. Okay, where is Ocean Blue Blue at? It's um on stage. Okay, so Bartlett has a lot of new new plays, or is this new or or what? It's probably been there like four or five years, maybe. Okay, so fairly new. Um, them and it's I really like how it looks on inside. Like they have these blue cages that you can sit in. Really, like like a dive yeah. type thing or something. But it's see through. Like I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have to check that's it out one there. of the dining options. Like you can sit in these blue cages. Okay. Ocean um, blue. I haven't been here in years because I think they had temporary clothes during the pandemic, but just up and make up. Um it's in East Memphis. It's called um Bluff City Crab. 
Oh my god, that food was so good. Where Let is that? Where is that located? It's, it's on Winchester and Riverdale. Right, you know where the uh, Malco Majestic uh, movie is? Yeah, it's right over there. Okay. Um, I think it's called Bluff City Crab. Let me look it up. You know they put uh they put a Chick Fil A right there now. Where? Right by the area where she's talking about. Where that Best Buy is at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, all, that's been there. Oh, that's, oh really? Yeah. I I drove yeah. down there the other day and I saw it. I was like, oh shit, they got Chick Fil A. Yeah, I think that Waffle House is fairly new, but that Chick Fil A's been there for a long time. Yeah, that Chick Fil A been there for years, like since I was a kid. Yeah, I want to say it was there <laughs> when I worked at Best Buy. Damn, it's been there that long. I think so. I want to say like. Early two thousands, at least. I could be wrong, but yeah, I definitely remember the Chick Fil A being there. Um, who else? I haven't been here in a minute, but um, Red Hook. Was it Red Hook? Oh, yeah, is that Red... the one where they bring the bag out? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've heard of that. I've never been there, but so I heard what that is place the is deal there. with the bag? I've seen our friend Ashley make a post when she would, used to go there. Isn't that like a New Orleans slash yeah. uh, Houston thing? Yeah, it's New Orleans. Okay. So they, it's a seafood bag. That's how Ocean Blue they do. They do the same thing. Yeah, I need. To it's check rare you're gonna out. get. It's rare you're gonna get a um. Now, oh. Crab Island, they don't do the bag. They do it like a bake. So they bring it out on the pan. They are really good. It's in Midtown. Where in Midtown is this? I've never heard of that one before either. I bet you, you've passed it a bunch of times. It's right on the corner on Union. Um, Is it Union and Cooper? Crab. It's up on that hill. And it's is called it? Crab Island? Ooh, next to the mm-hmm. fan shop. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, is. next to the Little Caesars. Yep. Mm, it's right. on that hill. Okay. I'll have to check They that are out really too. good. And that will be less messy because it they it doesn't they don't do the bag. Mm. Yep. Them. Yep. So Crab Island, Bluff City Crab, Ocean Blue are some pretty good places to go. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I appreciate the time you've given us so far. Thank you so much for coming. No, no problem. Uh, where can everybody find you at? You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Taste of the 901. Um, I also have a Facebook group called Taste of the 901. So sometimes I share exclusive things only in my Facebook group. It's free to join that. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, and look, look, subscribe to me on YouTube. <laughs> Taste of the nine hundred one. Most definitely, and, and like we'll I said, I'm going to with, yeah, um, I'm going to set you up with the two people I know. And also, I should have mentioned this place. This isn't a, a this has been open, but my favorite place is Curry and Jerk. Where is that at? It's next. It's like a door down from McEwen's, um downtown. Oh, my friend Brad talked about. Is it Jamaican food? It's uh yeah, Caribbean, Panama type style food. So good. Yeah, my friend Brad talked about that when we were downtown not too long ago, but I had mm-hmm. never been there before. Is it super spicy well, though? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Do you like Indian food? Yes, and I want to go to some Indian spots. 
really bad. I want to try out India Palace because when I drive by there, it smells so good. Like, is, that, is that the one on Poplar? Yeah. No. Is that pop- it's in don't, Midtown. Don't I think disparage it's people. Sorry. My I opinion so. as being Indian or for Indian <laughs> heritage, I can tell you the best one. Who? Curry Bowl. On I knew you was gonna, I've been there. That man, good. so good. I Mir- thought Golden India was better. Okay, Golden India is good too. So let I me just. What's the place down in Miuri? Miuri's good, but Curry Bowl is where it's at. They're, when they had the buffet, bro, oh my God. So I didn't even say bro to everybody, but <laughs> it is so fucking good. Like you would, I would okay. eat so much. I can't even move for like five <laughs> minutes. But no, like Curry Bowl's good, but uh, Miuri is good and uh, Golden India. Everything else is ah, American Indian food. I mean, gotcha. we are in America. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, I've been to Curry Bowl. They are good. Yeah. Try Murray. It's on Quince. Okay. Yeah, it's... it's Quince. Yeah, I'll, like, send, I'll send it to you. Well, okay. next time you do a food tour, let us know, too. I would like to be a part of that. Well, look, y'all just let me know when you want one, and I can plan it. Maybe we can do it when you do like the lobbyist and um, okay. Ibis. Ibis and then something else on that street or something. Cool. That'll work. And what is your, uh, do you, how do you feel about pizza? I love pizza. I've been looking for good pizza a lot lately. I finally <laughs> went to Fox Ridge Pizza. How was that? It was good. It was good. Have you been to that Robolo's? I think that's what it's called. On White Station? Yes. Yes, I've been. They actually invited me to their private party before they opened. So I went. That place was uh, really good. Yeah. So now there's one on summer called Izzy and Adams. It's kind of, they, mm-hmm. they do deep dish and stuff like that. I want to go there. It's supposed to be <laughs> fucking fire and it's much cheaper than um, Roboros or however you say it. Okay. But it's, I mean, it's, I've seen pictures of people's food and it is freaking amazing looking i'm with you i need to try that okay look let's go <laughs> all right yeah for sure so when you get pizza do you just get a cheese pizza or what kind of pizza do you get um uh, i like all types of pizza i like um salmon pizza with the white sauce um, <laughs> you're wild I like, <laughs> yeah, wilding. <laughs> have y'all been to slim and huskies no i've heard about it though so they have all types of cool pizzas, and I love their smoked salmon pizza. It's so good. Interesting. Well, you know, are they like a more of like artesian style pizza, like like Hog and Hominy is. Like it's not uh, like regular pizza. It's like you know pizza with like a twist, and then they got like different varieties, like you just mentioned. I guess you could kind of say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So salmon I, pizza, huh? Would you, so you, you say smoked yeah. salmon? Mm-hmm. Do you think you enjoy that, Tony? I would try it. Yeah, man, y'all should definitely go. And the thing about them, so they started in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, and Memphis has theirs now. And in there, they have Memphis artists in there, like painted. Um, who was it? Two Memphis artists: uh, Tunky Berry and Alexis Miche. I think is how she said her name. They painted um, murals, so it's Aretha Franklin in there, Eight Ball and JG, like these oh, dope okay. Memphis musician musicians um, painted in there. Um, it's really dope. They curate their spaces to fit the city that it's in. That's and 
Awesome. Yeah, and even the names of their pieces are after um, artists. So, like, you know, CeeLo Green, they have a CeeLo Green pizza in there. Um, it's just really cool. They have, I think it's a 3-6 Mafia one in there, too. Okay. Like, it's really cool. I like the concept. Now, do you do any type of uh, beverage tours? Or is it mainly just the food and then there's a drinks accompanied with that? So <laughs> this is us. I haven't done the beverage tour yet, but I want to. Okay. I it's in my notes already. A cocktail tour. Um, I really want to do that. And the only reason I've held off on my food tours is because the restaurant industry is suffering right now, and so I don't want to like quote unquote hurt their pockets. But because when we did the food tours before. The restaurants gave us a group rate, and so it was a discount. And we did like family style dishes, so everybody could like share. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. And so I've really been scared to like fully launch the food tour again because I don't want to. I don't want the restaurants to be like, "Uh, we can't afford to give you know a group rate or something." But I need to just sense because that'll still bring more customers to them and awareness to them so i should ask so i like to ask four questions before we end uh the first question is what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world so my advice for people is to always be them be their authentic selves um and just, you know, do you stay in your lane? Um, stay true to yourself and your values. Don't try to do what everybody else is doing. Um, and the mark I want to leave on the world is always show love, genuine love, and be supportive of people, even when they're in the same field as you. Um, I believe in community over competition and just collaborate. Like, um, we look, stay genuine and help people (laughs) show love at all times. I think that's good advice. And then my last two questions are, what do you think happens when we die and who would you like to give flowers to? Like who would like to give appreciation to? So when we die, um, we go back to dust. Like I believe in the Bible and it says, you know, we came from dust. This we're going to return to. Um, and you're saying who I like to give my flowers to, mm-hmm. like as in. Like just a thank you, because, you know, we as people generally don't hear good stuff about us about us enough. Until mm-hmm. we've passed on or it's right. at a wedding or a birthday or something like that. Like, so who in your life would you like to give appreciation to? Um, my family, um, my mom, uh, she is like my number one cheerleader. Um, her name is Andrea and she has a professional organization business, um, called Miss Orderly. So she helped people get their lives homes and businesses together and organize and systems in place. Um, and she's such a creative person as well. So like 
Um, I really want to see her business take off. Um, and with her, she wants to do like um, cartoons and have a um, production company. So I really want to that to manifest for her, especially if it can happen this year. Like I'm putting it out there. So for whoever listens to this, if they can be a source for my love, that would be great. Um, she's like a big supporter for me. So I want to give her her flowers um, and see her businesses bloom. That's beautiful. So I'm assuming she helps out people like hoarderish. <laughs> that or um, she really wants to work with people like who have businesses, businesses, because um, a lot of businesses don't have proper systems in place either. Uh-huh. But she will help um, people at homes as well. Sometimes they're not hoarders. They just don't have a good system in place. But yeah, she'll help them too. <laughs> I saw a video. People, oh, I'm sorry. They have ahead. to help themselves. <laughs> yeah. I saw a video and there was this lady. She goes and helps out people that are, you know, their house is in disarray or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. Like, yeah, (laughs) some of these homes that I've seen these people go in, I'm like, how does a person live like that? But obviously it has to be maybe something going on in their head or it is, you know, they just let something go. Are you talking about like a hoodish type situation, Tony? Or yeah, just almost borderline filthy people. They say that's like a ment, uh, it's mental, like it's a mental disorder. It is. Yeah. So. More power to your mom for doing that for people. Yeah. (laughs) We need it's that in this world. Her. Yeah. So it's therapy for her. Like where we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. My mom is like, oh, this is a project. She's going to get therapy out of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've also heard like sometimes people like say it's like a, a husband or a wife or whatever. And then one person is clean. Another person isn't. And mm-hmm. then like sometimes the person gets tired of cleaning up after the person. So then they'll let the stuff go. And then mm-hmm. that's when they get in that kind of situation, too. This yeah. is like, how do you get accustomed to just walk around in filth? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I need to see this video you're talking about, like how dirty these houses. I mean, just are. look at hoarders, man. Okay, so okay, okay. okay so I actually what you're went. I went to a hoarder. I've been to two hoarders' houses. One I actually knew, <laughs> and then one uh, a person, my friend, knew this guy, and he was like sick or something. So we went to his house. It it was insane. Like, it it's like at what point are you like, hey? I need to stop collecting stuff. But like I said, it's a mental thing. I, and I luckily for me, or fortunately for me, I don't have that, <laughs> that disability. But um, yeah, like I said, that's, that's more power to your mom for helping people out because that, you know, that, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Cause I mean, cleanliness is something that we need. What they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's awesome. And what kind of cartoons does she want to do? Um, I don't want to disclose it, but... <laughs> uh, but does she, is she a drawer? Does she like drawing? Or she just wants no, to animate something? She wants to animate something. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> but look, if y'all know the people to connect her with, <laughs> like, let me know. But yeah, her um, business is called Miss Orderly on Instagram. So. Well, I'll put that in the show notes when I do the notes for this episode. Yeah, so for sure. Okay. Link to that ep- uh, <laughs> her page. 
Does it talk about cartoon? Did y'all know that um, Calvin Hobbes is about mental disorders? Every one of his friends has a mental disorder. It wasn't the the time is invisible, right? Yeah, and then you know Calvin. Yeah, Calvin. He's schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. uh, Sorry. Yeah, and then Piglet has anxiety. Oh yeah, I did hear that. I didn't know that. I saw it on TikTok like a couple weeks ago. Man, TikTok will teach you everything. Like, yeah, and I was blown <laughs> but away. I didn't know. I didn't hear about that till a couple of years ago. So I didn't always know. Yeah, I was like, wow. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I'm like, like how to disguise that into like everything we all love growing up, you know? Right. <laughs> yep. Do you have any questions for her before we let her go? No. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank y'all for having me. And we look forward to uh, the tour. And like I said, we'll reach out to our friends and then get you in contact with them. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And if it's anything I can do for y'all, let me know. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Enjoy your Saturday. Bye. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye.